Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Let's do it. Well, Pat, we lost a great one in the Wooger, huh? We did. One of our favorites, our favorite regular guests, that's for sure, in the history of Saturday morning sports talk. Uh, Had to be seven or eight years, wasn't it, that we had Wooger on at... uh at uh nine four at uh eleven forty five and uh very remember when he got up we had the stripper music going there yeah. for a while. We'd, yeah, we'd get up there and start and he, he, down he, you were there. He tried to get you to he tried to get you to switch to country music, didn't he? Yes, yes. And I said, Wooger, if you could see what I do off the air during that theme, you would you would want it to stay. You could make the argument that some of the best characters we've had in this in the Twin Cities have been hockey coaches. Oh God, there's no doubt Son about that. Moore. Manny. Yeah, I was talking to Judd with that about, I, you know, I'm not the world's number one hockey guy. I grew up in southwest Minnesota, as they say. It could have been downstate Indiana, you right. know. But I love that generation of hockey people. They're just characters. Jacques Lemaire. And they, they, you know what else? They love characters. They love, you know, they accept uh, characters and accept each other and you know, even Herbie in his grumpy, ornery yeah. way was a character. Oh, but yeah. but Sonmore and Wooger died on the same date. Really? December 15th. Really? And two great uh, – Sonmore, number one, with a, with a double star. But uh, Wooger was close, as telling stories, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I was very hopeful we were going to have a wake this week. That uh, good old fashioned South St. Paul wake, maybe at the Croat Hall or yeah, something. Right. And uh, but uh, it's not until December 29th. Uh, it's, it's the new. It's that's the modern, modern uh, what burial uh, situation. Time to is. pass. That everybody can... waits and they let everybody get organized and give you a date. That indicates cremation usually. That's right? not right. the way it worked with Richard, was it? Oh God, no, no. Bomb them, wake them, and bury them. Took go. three days, <laughs> about go. two and a half actually. Yeah. You could uh, you could bury them. Uh, you could have the funeral and bury them on the third day, and you could make the uh, duck hunting slow by uh, the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. hour before sundown and uh, <laughs> oh, blow a few of them. Did Wooger the ever move out of South St. Paul? Ah, uh, well, he was in assisted living here the last. No, no, few I don't years, mean. But, but, but I I don't know if he and the wife. Uh, Ever moved into an, a, a condo or something? Yeah, but, I'm not privy uh, to that. For I know all the kids were raised in South St. Paul, and yeah. he was there a long, long time. Yeah. And he grew up four doors from the Metzens. Yep. Uh, Dave, uh, Tom, and uh, what's what's the other? Oh, the Metzen was a huge South St. Paul fan. Yeah, all, all of whom were hockey players. Yeah, and they uh, there was a place nearby, a slough. Called the mud hole, mm-hmm. but it was a fairly good sized slough, and that's where they'd go when it would freeze over. They'd go play at the mud hole. He was and, a hell of a hockey player. Well, you know, he never played in Wugarina. His last year, they were still playing outdoors. 
Yeah. He uh, and uh, then the next year they they moved into, you know what they called that arena at first? Wakoda. Cow Palace. Cow Palace. It was the Cow Palace yeah. for one year, and somebody said maybe San Francisco was going to sue them or right. something because then they changed it to Wakoda, which is a uh, combination of Washington and Dakota County. Right. Uh, and then it, in 2016, it became Wooger Arena. But Wooger said, told me in 2016, he said, I never played in the arena as a high school player, but I did carry pipe when they were building it. Oh, really? He worked on the construction of the place, yeah. That's, that's hard to believe, though, it was Well, he graduated uh, high school in 62. Yes. Well, the, that well, arena probably had to open in 63. That's what he said in the yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah, the next year. We played but, in there a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there was Wakota and Aldrich. Right. Those are the only two places to play. That's right. And uh, yeah, I spent a lot more time as a high school writer in the St. Paul paper at Aldrich, but I'd get down to Wakota quite a bit, too. Uh, but Aldrich had deluxe press box uh, accommodations. They had, like, a little bench there with <laughs> yeah, deluxe. <laughs> and, and Wakota, you were on your own, baby. Right. There was uh, no place. But, you know, his first coaching job was the Vulcans. That's right. And it was the kickoff of junior hockey, which yep. has turned into this massive thing now. But the U.S. virtually didn't have uh, junior hockey then. And they called it, what well, wasn't the, the Midwest Hockey League or something. And uh, they were, the first year they were the junior stars, and then they became the Vulcans and played out of Dakota. I wonder how much of a regret it was in his life that he never won the, the title. Oh, I'm sure it was there. The yeah. pipe. Did he get the there pipe? four times? Ding! Six, six times. I don't know how many times in the final game, but six yeah. times he made it to the what's now called the Frozen Four. Right. He but His first 12 years, he went to the NCAA tournament, which, of course, back then was the full expectation with the Gophers. Then his last two years, they were both losing seasons, and they basically, uh, our friend Mark Deanart ran him out. Mm-hmm. And uh, brought in Lucia, and they won a couple of titles. But mm-hmm. as Rook said, were, were you there that night in uh, when they lost to uh, Harvard no. Civic Center? No. Well, there was as many people in there as you could possibly get, yeah. like 19,000, screaming and hollering. And I'm uh, you're up in that press box up in the middle and, you know, way up on top. And you could hear the ding. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, in my started, mind, I can hear it right, right now. Right off the bat in overtime. They go to overtime, and Randy Scarta comes down and just fires a rocket. And it goes, ding! Wooger oh. wasn't the Holy Cross coach at the time. At the time, Holy Cross no, beat him. No, that was, uh, Ethan, that was the Ethan Don. Ethan McIntosh's Holy Cross, remember? Yeah. That was the Don. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was uh, Lucia. Lucia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were highly rated. No, that wasn't. He, uh, I don't. No, he he didn't have that. He was working for the U then, and I think he was up there at that game. But uh, I did say on Twitter. Now people are denying it because apparently he played basketball in the fifth grade. But uh, they had a moment of silence for Wooger at the uh, basketball game last night. And yeah. I said they had a moment of assignment. Uh, uh, silence for the Wooger, who never went to a basketball game on purpose no, in his whole did. life, <laughs> in his entire life. I can't imagine Wooger as much of a hooper at five foot seven or whatever the hell he was. Right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's those old guys. You know, I feel sorry for Louie. Louie's had to bury a lot of his buddies in the last few. How years. How old is Louie now? I think he's seventy eight. Yeah, seventy seven or eight. Well, hell, the Stones are still touring at the age of seventy-eight. Yeah, maybe. it's uh, you know, it's a coincidence. You know, I mean, I mean, that's it's uh, it's uh, it's not necessarily random, but 
If he you is don't, 78. If you don't smoke and you don't drink, you got a shot. So, anyway. What uh, – uh, give me the f- formula that would result in the Vikings making the playoffs. What do they got to do? Nothing, just win a game. They're, win one they're, of the next they're two. in great shape or have the Rams lose one. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's just a question of uh, they are now in a position because Green Bay survived the Bears where the Bear the they're probably going to beat the Packers here next Monday night because they're better than they are. But uh, – they need the Packers to then go lose to the Lions the last game of the year. Lions have lost seven in a row, I believe. Yep. They aren't playing their quarterback, Matt Stafford, and I think they're now trying to lose to get a better draft choice. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, the odds of the uh, Packers losing that game is, uh, is, is kind and of And the small. Bears are now eliminated. They can't Bears make the are done. Yeah, yeah, that uh, did that. They in. damn near made it interesting. Oh, man. Well, they were they were lateral, and they got they yeah. ended up on the two-yard yeah. line or something. That kid from... Uh, that kid's from Roseville who fumbled on the two-yard line. Jesper, Ooh. Jesper, whatever his name is. He uh, went to Princeton. He was uh, Jacques Parra's ace receiver at Roseville High School. Genius kid. Went to Princeton. Was an all-time receiving record uh, holder at Princeton. And uh, and then the Bears, he got an invite to the Bears. He kind of they got activated a while back because they had a bunch of injuries. And two weeks ago, they, start, they started playing him, and he caught a winning touchdown pass. So... Uh, how do they? How do they miss these bad calls, though? How do they miss the uh, the the call? Uh, what is it? The fair catch where he blatantly did not. Chicago recovers, and I'm one of those. I hate the refs because I did want Chicago to upset. The refs were there for only one reason. Right, they're That's here to right. screw them. I don't know. Why isn't there a replay on that one? I I don't know why you it can't was... replay whether a guy signaled for fair catch or not. That should be one of the easiest replays there is. Did you? Because they showed it. And he didn't put his hands up, mm-hmm. and they said though also part of it was uh, but that... the guy led with his helmet too. Well, but they said he hit him before he caught the ball, but yeah. he caught the ball and then he did crunch him. Mm-hmm. So there really it, there should not have been an infraction, and I it's another, done. I but... got another football question. Did I hear I'm correctly ready. that Whitewater has never won a national title? Oh God, no! They've won dozens of them. What, what did I hear? You heard wrong. I did. No, they they and Mount Union, I think, played each other nine or ten times in an eleven year period in the finals. And Whitewater, I think Whitewater won five in a row at one time. Yeah, they're a big powerhouse. St. John's, though, they. They were going to go down and score the winning touchdown, and Erdman, they they ran a little what we used to call button hook. The receiver just went down about seven yards, and Erdman, rather than zing it, kind of thought the guy was open and was going to throw it with some touch, and it gave the defender time to get there, and then they kind of struggled for mm. the ball, and he intercepted it, and they that was the first play of the last drive, but they were moving like crazy. They would have won it. Uh, I found that St. John's Whitewater game on TV. Yes. ESPN 3. Yes. Which apparently meant I was watching some internet. Yes, feed. I watched it too. All I right. watched the second half. Did you see how big the uh, the the field was? I mean, the land it encompasses? They, yeah. had, they had aspirations of being in the Big Ten. At one time? Yeah. Did they? So they where, got a lot it, of land. Is it out toward Kettle Moraine? Or yeah, where it's is at it? the bottom of the Kettle Moraine. Oh, okay. I've been through Whitewater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not much. <laughs> well, I watched the first half with our guy Mueller uh, at the uh, at the at the St. John at Jack's Cafe, and then oh, I yeah. went home and watched the rest of it. Yeah, yeah he was uh, 
he wasn't quite as uh, rowdy as some of those old uh, Johnnies my age who were screaming at the television. Oh, hell, I stuff. was rooting for the Johnnies. Oh, we all were. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's Erdman's. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Gary Fashing's a hell of a guy. Not nearly as nuts as his predecessor, no. but uh, that's, uh, you know. Now, St. Thomas has next year still in the LIAC. They'll be playing. That is. Uh, they'll be in Collegeville. A lot of movement to try to get uh, St. John's to agree to move at the U.S. Bank Stadium right, right. But and, and collect the big money. But, uh, Saint, you know, St. John still says that game, the last one ever, belongs on a college campus. That's right. Mm. And, I can't blame them. And the other thing is St. Thomas kept all the money from Target Field. Really? And they kept all the money from Allianz Field. Oh, boy. And I think if somebody comes to them and says, you get to keep all the money, just like the Tommies did, then they'd probably do it. Okay. But they ain't splitting with them. That's good incentive. That's good incentive. They're not splitting with them. So they they kept all the money on the basis of of it it being their home home game. game. Yes. St. John's (laughs) got on the bus and went down and paid for the gas and walked in and played those two games. Yeah, they got nothing. That they, got, uh, they, they got uh, zero. Yeah. Who knows what's uh, happening with the Tommies? I don't think, you know, they uh, this move, this attempt to circumvent the uh, rules and go immediately to Division One In October, they, uh, this executive committee, the NCAA, met and they voted nine and one, nine to one in favor of letting them do that to give them the waiver. But it still has to get through the NCAA general meeting in January. And I don't think this McAllister president coming out and saying, ah, we didn't throw them out. They wanted to get out yeah. is uh, if somebody decides to make an issue out of it, uh, it might not be the layup that they thought it was going to be to move up. Do we know how hurt Delvin Cook <clears throat> is? I uh, must have a bad shoulder. He was uh, uh, our, our head coach was certainly curt about it. He'll mm-hmm. be curt again today if we uh, get a chance to listen. That'll to be him. rather festive the Monday night before oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, it will be. It will be. Uh, it will be a real, uh, real uh, hoot nanny. And uh, I don't know if the Packer fans will become rolling in here like they usually do, though, because I don't think they're terribly optimistic about winning down here. I, I think the Vikings are going to. End up, uh, I think they're unbeaten at home. They're six and zero. They tried to lose that Denver game, and then didn't. Uh, I, I think. How do you figure so many Vikings fans showed up at that high school field in L.A. yesterday? <laughs> they travel, man. Yeah. These goofballs travel. Rookie, you uh, were a season ticket holder. You must know some of the dummies who uh, like to go travel to places, huh? Vikings. The Vikings showed up a lot in L.A. <laughs> oh, they had them. Now there's a lot of Minnesota yeah, yeah. people out there in California too. But, I never. Um, you I never understood. No, I never um, understood the the reason to do that. But you can see, my friend that works at the airport, you should yeah. see the people that flock. Yeah. They come and they wear their Viking garb. Yeah. They are filling up the planes. It's left and right. Star Tribune had a piece on Sunday about that very topic uh, before the game, and it, the uh, what it costs to travel with them. You know, sometimes a couple is spending like. If you go to a certain place, and by the time you buy the tickets, they're spending three grand. You know? But on the flip side, when the Philly game was here, the number of, of Philadelphia fans that came to yeah. and uh, when the Vikings beat them, it was unbelievable. They were in mass at the airport. Well, well, the Vikings play Vegas. The Vegas yes. Raiders. Oh, let's go. Oh let's go, God. baby. Are you ready? I told you. Yeah, I, want, I know it's your theory. I, I want Detroit to get thrown out of the NFC North. 
and have Las Vegas replace them and be in with Chicago, Green Bay, and the Vikings. So, <laughs> so every year you'd have a game out there. Oh my God! People would be. Uh, People would be out there. The first time the Packers play there, there'll be 50,000 people. They might not all get tickets, right. but they'll be out there drinking, and they'll take over the town. I can't even imagine. The but you other. can go years without playing Oakland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah It'll yeah. probably only happen once every six years, and then right. it might be a— and then it might be a—well, you, you, you play them every three years, but some, that doesn't mean that— it might be it here. It doesn't mean every every other time you're going to – sometimes it's a home game, sometimes yeah. it's a road game. Right. So, yeah, you might not – you know, hell, the Vikings might not get out there for 10 years. Who knows? That's right. But, uh, That's same with the Packers. Uh-huh. But what Reavers told me – You know what Reavers is doing right now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, he's driving from L.A. He bought a car sight unseen in L.A. God. <laughs> then he flies out there yesterday. I think he went to the Vikings game. Then he got up at 3 o'clock this morning, and he's heading back. I said, did you at least check the oil? I had him on the phone. He said, uh, should I have done that? I said, yeah. <laughs> what year is the vehicle? It's an 05. 05 what? Lincoln Aviator. What is, what is it? Just a big a SUV. Little, is it a big one? Yeah, yeah. It's Lincoln's suburban size. And this was his dream car? Uh, apparently, the boys were explaining to me that he used to have one. <laughs> I said, you know what? I can get you an aviator right here in town. Probably. Yeah. You know, you could even see it. No, it was an excuse it. to go to L.A. I guess. To watch a game, yeah. <laughs> but next year, allegedly, the Buffalo is supposed to be playing Vegas next year. Okay. But we don't know, I don't think yet, if it's in Vegas or not. But he's got those Buffalo He's got friends. the uh, mafia, the uh, Bills mafia. When the, Buffalo, when the Buffaloes play there... Oh, man. He might not even, come back. Even by Vegas standards, it might be outrageous. You know? <laughs> well, you got the double whammy. It's Vegas, and it's generally warm. So you're going to appeal to Buffalo and New England and Green Bay and Chicago and Minnesota and Buffalo is the one where they like to jump into fire pits, yeah. and then they jump on the tables with stuff on yeah. them. And uh, I tell the worst—now, the worst— Crowd experience I ever had was walking into the vet on a, for a Monday night game with a nine ten kickoff, and I walked all through the parking lot and had many suggestions that I might be overweight and that my sexual <laughs> preference was questionable. And because uh, they in the hospital, uh, no, that no, no, that was a different time. Oh. That was this. This was to see uh guy. There was flu. This was to see the Eagles play the Cowboys. <laughs> This was to see the because it was right before the start of the World Series. Where is that but, tape, Pat? Where is that, Matt? That, uh, I can find that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and anyhow, <laughs> but Buffalo. I was up there for the when Buffalo won fifty-one to three over Oakland in the in the uh, AFL championship game and looked like the greatest team ever, AFC championship game. But their parking lots like weren't paved then, yeah. and it's January. And they're all mud and muck, and they're out there drunk, falling down. It was unbelievable. God, what a crowd. Oh, I'm trying to remember why you were in Philly when you had that. I was in Philly for the uh, AFC title game. Uh, No, the NFC title game between the Eagles and the Panthers. And the Eagles lost for the third straight year, but at 2 a.m. I had a a gallbladder attack. It was the fourth one I'd had. But I was having surgery to have it removed the following Thursday. Yeah, and then I went to the hospital that uh, had a number of clients that didn't have insurance. Stop! Stop! 
front. Zoltak is tied. Foul goes to the net again. Is the intro? Because what's his first line? Let's play hockey. No, this is not. Here we go. Don't wait a minute. Just a minute. Oh, maybe I tell you this story. Yeah, you start us out. I can't believe what a trooper you are. Let's play hockey. <laughs> oh God, are you all right? It's gone. The gallbladder. The gallbladder is gone. Did you save some for me? I don't think there's many pieces left, Rook. Are you in the hospital? Yeah, I'm in the. Uh, uh, I don't know where. <laughs> Let's hear about it. 52,000 you, uh, feet and you're breathing fine. Are you doing this uh, against doctor's orders? Uh, there's no doctor around here. No, I'm doing good, but uh, I think I'm, I'm out of recovery. I'm just upstairs. Uh, but these drugs are just a wonderful invention. <laughs> this is a radio first. This man just had his gallbladder out. Well, Does it hurt it, to laugh? Uh, no, but I'll tell you what, if you, ever want, if you ever want to go to sleep, go see Dr. Lee. <laughs> I said, Dr. Lee said, good night. <laughs> Next thing I knew, I didn't have any gallbladder. <laughs> Dr. Lee can put you to sleep, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, Are you is. sitting in a chair? I'm in the bed, kind of propped up here now. Great mental picture. Thank you don't you. have to stay on with us. No, I just thought I'd check in with you. I thought it would be a radio first. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely Radio Hall of Fame material. I can't wait to replay it for is you. The, is the after. DA in the room with you? No, I don't know. She hasn't showed up yet. She dropped me off and... She got the stepdog to worry about. What the hell? She got to worry about me for. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest biggest thrill of my life was uh, coming here today, and there's a SUV coming about 400 miles an hour, and she's going to make a little right hand turn right in front of me. So my last act was to bellow out, she was very offended. It almost sounds as though you've had a bout of dental work. <laughs> I I don't know uh, what it sounds like, but the, uh, the nurse just came in to uh, make sure my, my blood pressure's uh, you know all time low, baby. It's good, isn't it? That's the way you should tell the nurse. Is that an all time low, baby? One twenty three and over sixty eight or something. Pretty soon it's gonna be zero. Is that good or bad? Well, zero would be good, not good. <laughs> okay, zero okay. wouldn't be good. Yeah. Hell of a hockey game Ruck took his daughter to last night. Yeah, huh? could you describe some of it from last God, night? I'm having pains. <laughs> I'm getting pains listening to you. Uh, you know what's gonna happen? Out a little goofy. Yeah. You this know what's gonna happen? What? When these Drugs wear off, you might be in pain. I have right now. They keep asking me what's the pain, and I say about two on a scale of ten. That's nothing. No. Of course, no. you're loaded with heroin. Right. That, uh, I don't know what it is, but I told you I ended up in the emergency room Sunday morning in Philly, didn't I? No. Oh, yeah. Okay, what happened? Well, I had a gallbladder attack. Thomas Jefferson Memorial University Hospital. 
first guy to ever actually pay. <laughs> was, uh, me and every homeless guy in Philly were in there. It was great. How do you? How did you know you were having an attack? You just had pains. Well, because I was healed over and back pain and, and every other pain. So anyway, this is a cakewalk compared to that. Job. Really? Oh yeah. Well, that was about eight, and this is a two. So yeah. Those days are over, but it was. I did get to hear about the guy next to me's uh, <laughs> penis uh, there. In, uh, in, Here we go. And Philly, and that was. I could have done without that. So. Well, you've you've gotten us this far. Uh, yeah. What, what was wrong with it? Uh, fluids that nobody preferred to look at. I think. Well, you know, when when do you prefer to anyway? <laughs> <laughs> They claimed he didn't have sex in seven years, so the doc was trying to figure out where all this came from. I don't know. That was that was the low light of my trip to Philly, that's for sure. Well, let me ask you something. Yeah. What did they do for you at the hospital in Philly? Drugs, baby. Oh, drugs. The <laughs> You ever hear that? No. Oh, man. You'd never go to work again if you had that stuff. <laughs> Now, back to the other guy. Um. <laughs> no. Actually, my young lady is in there. She wants to take my vital, so I better go here. Okay. Just thought I'd check in. Well, very nice of you. John, do you get to go home tonight, do you think? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. I hope so. Oh, oh my God. God. See, I thought I, I always... knew what the drug was. I could. I didn't know what it was. What did I say, Vallotton? Yeah, Vallotton. So, Because I know they tried morphine and it didn't kill the pain. See, I thought the call from the Philly was a separate call from I this did one. Too. But this one's the whole thing. Yeah, that one right. got summarized. Oh, yeah. mother of God, help me. Yeah. yeah. Didn't was... that end up showing? Some of that ended up in some... Some tapes we did of a. Uh, uh, it was the uh, Rolling, the Fifth Stone. What yeah, was it? Wasn't it? The, that uh, the Fifth Rolling Stone? I think the fifth, <laughs> wasn't the Fifth Beetle? Or he was the uh, the Fifth Beetle, right? Wasn't it rejected fifth Rolling Stone? Rejected. We'll see if you can find that. Oh, I don't know if we can play it because of the music. Okay, I got to tell you oh, something about yeah. last night's Gopher basketball. Yeah, game. what? Explain this to me, and why can't they do this every night? Uh, they they played at Iowa. They were as miserable as the team could be. They lost by twenty. That was the Big Ten opener. Made them four and five. Last night, Ohio State comes in here third in the country. Uh, probably overrated, but nine at home. But the Gophers defended the hell out of them. They took away the three-point line. Otura, the Cretan kid, had a big game uh, against this Wesson, who's fantastic. But they played defense. And then Marcus Carr, and this will be a puzzle to you, Joe. He went one for ten at Iowa mm -hmm. and scored two points. Yep. Last night he went 12 for 17 and scored 35 points. I don't understand The that. most in a Big Ten game since 2004 for a goal. Joe player. wants that every night. <laughs> That's right. Why can't you do that every Joe night? Wants the 30, every night. Joe wants the 35, not the one for well, 10. Right. And that yeah. is his whole post-game speech <laughs> after a win. Like, why can't you do that every night? Mm -hmm. Why can't you do that every night? Uh, let me read my ad, and then I'll get to the point I want to make about that game. Okay? What are you going to talk to us about? Josh Arnold, man. Perfect. It's the holidays. If you've been with Josh, you're spending freely in the holidays. I'm not sure how you know. All right, this is Ricey from my friend, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh and get a different point of view and get your financial future in order starting today. Sound retirement planning is important, and that's what Josh does. I have worked with Josh, and he has made me realize that a dedicated 
financial counselor is going to help you a lot. With today's market volatility, it's more important than ever to work with a professional who understands your needs. A professional who understands financial markets and options available to help you reach your goals. Call Josh for a complimentary, no-obligation consultation. Just straight talk. If you decide that Josh is your guy, rest assured he will dedicate his efforts to helping you reach an optimal retirement. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, 952-925-5608. All right, what are you going to talk about now? Where are you, where are you taking us? All right, so last night, I'm not a regular at go for uh, basketball like I used to be. Right. But I, I went over there for McCarville's uh, retirement thing, and I stayed all day. I was there all day. So after the game, I got a column half written about how well the Gophers played, but I'm sitting, and Patino comes in to do his press conference. And I'm sitting next to Marcus Fuller from the Star Tribune and uh, Andy Greeter from the St. Paul paper, and we're in the front row. And I, I ask him a couple of questions, and he like looks taken aback each time. Like, you know, and but they were straightforward questions about how well they'd play. And then he finally says, I, I got to tell you, it scares me having you up here in the front row. Me. Because you've given him some grief. Well, I pointed out his big, big 10 record is 41 and 71 <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But it made me, once again, image conscious. Mm-hmm. Because did this guy really think... But after they beat the number three team in the country, yeah. I was going to figure out a way to rip him. Yeah. Did he really think that? Probably. I mean, did he really think that? Yeah. Reputation. Yeah. Well, that reminded me of the all timer, and we got a point here. We got to got to hit the new sounder. Hey, hang on a sec. Hang on. Not a story we've heard before. Nope. This is yes, yes. Where it is? Wait a minute. Where Where is it? Just put okay. it up here. But give me a second. I didn't know you're going to do this right now. Here we go. Ready? This is a new feature yeah. to the uh, sports talk. Really, Pat? Boop, boop, boop. Not that one again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my all-timer in that area of, and I've I've told what you this before. About college basketball. My, no, my all-timer in the area of people having a. You know, I'm a hell of a guy. If sure. you get to know me, right. I, I, I'd say a very a unusually nice guy. Yeah. But uh, sometimes people expect the negative from me. And the all-timer was, I think, I called up Patty Connolly, and I'll read, and said, Kathy Ganey, wife of Bob, Bob Ganey, had a, had a brain tumor. Right. And uh, it, it was supposedly benign, but it was something she was dealing with. And I said, I want to do a Christmas column on Kathy Ganey. Yeah. And, and, and you should explain who Patty was. Patty Connolly was the PR person. PR person she, for the North She's Stars. the one that escaped when Norm Green uh, yeah. when Norm Green got there. But uh, yeah, she she put on her track shoes and ran, and she got away from Norm. But uh, anyway, uh, so Patty calls me back a day later, and uh, and Kathy says she'll only do this if it's going to be positive. How you going to Right. Well. So uh, I thought, boy, I, I really felt bad about yeah. myself. Yeah, right you should have. <laughs> but I went out to see her, and now I had said something. I think I'd said something about Bob, like you could get better quotes from a corpse or yeah. something like that. Now, there was no Twitter back then, so right. if you wanted to get that out, 
You had to put it in the paper. You had to, right? you had to say it. Right. Yeah, you had to put it in the paper and say it. So anyway, that was the basis of saying that. But I went out there, talked to her. It was the greatest Christmas story I've ever written. She was a French-Canadian woman, good Catholic French-Canadian family, no birth control, like 16, 17 kids, all dirt poor. And she gave me the story about how the Christmas presents, you, each kid would have their year when they only one of the kids would get a Christmas oh, present. Boy, and she nice. told me about the year she got her red coat and how oh. happy her siblings were all for her. And that nice. This, and, and Kathy died five years later in 1995, but uh, I, I looked it up. I couldn't remember exactly. I know she died, but uh, I, I, I'm still haunted by the idea she thought I was going to come out and rip her. She'll only do <laughs> it Christmas if it's positive. It's be positive. So that's like Patia. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, Richard. You just beat the number three team in the country. We'll be fine here. Oh, We're not going to uh, come up with So some. that tells you they could have a decent season. Yes, because... There's no excuse not to. They got the they got the big guy in the middle. Otero is terrific. And uh, this Marcus Carr has got some talent. He's a sophomore guard transfer. He's Canadian. He's from Toronto. Non-factor versus Iowa. And and uh, and then Cal Scherzer, you know, he's a good player. And... Uh, you know, they're not deep at all, and they got to make shots like every other team. But, yeah, they're not going to be nearly as bad as everybody thought they were. What kind Holy of crowd did they have on a Sunday night? Terrible. Yeah. Ninety-five or 600 they announced, and yeah. uh, that means 8,500. Yeah, know? they announced 9854. That's, boy, number – I'll tell you what. Okay, part of it is people pessimistic about the team. Part of it is, you know, just not as much interest in spectator sports in general, I don't think. But uh, 80% of it is, if you played that game at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, you would have had 12,000, and they're playing at 5.30 on Sunday night. Yeah. They don't have one Saturday no, you mentioned home that. game in the Big Ten. That was a it's, staple it, of our upbringing. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Two full o'clock. Barns full of... Sometimes one, sometimes two, but yep. two o'clock, yeah. Isn't that something? Thursday night, Saturday afternoon, and yep. then the next week you'd be gone. Yep. So if you were a ticket holder, okay, I can't go I can't go out of town this late week because they got games, and yep. then I can go out of town next week. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Backpedal to Bob Ganey. Yes. What a, he had had a pretty tragic life here. Uh, Ganey's wife Kathy died in June of '95, as Patrick said, at age 39 of brain cancer. Ganey's, was she only 39? She was only 39. Wow. Uh, it, by the way, another thing about that story: her one of her parents and uh, another sibling had already died from this. Jeez. Wow. This, well, then uh, some kind of a heredity. Heredity. Uh, Ganey's daughter, Laura, died at age 25 in 06, December of 06, when she was swept overboard while sailing in the North Atlantic on the Bark Picton Castle, a small training tall ship based out of Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. I had, I remember that one, but I'd wow. forgotten about it, too. Man. So she, was, she a, was, a, was a crew of 30, and she was swept she was off little, the boat, never she found was a little her. kid running around the house, you know. What's Bob doing these days? Do we know? Uh, this is personal life. Doesn't really say right now. How old is he? He was born in. He, you know, he was the GM when the, he was sixty-five. G, he was the GM when the Dallas Stars won the cup mm-hmm. after they left. He's here. only sixty-five. Only sixty-five. God, he's been around. It seems like he's been around a lot. He was a that. sharp guy, but man, it was pulling teeth. Yeah, he did. He was not a hockey character. Let's say no. that, but. 
Wasn't he? He's considered probably one of the greatest defensive forwards in the history oh, God, of the yes. NHL. Hell of a player. Yeah. It looks like his last act in the NHL on October 1st, 14, the St. Louis Blues announced his hiring as a team consultant. I think he only had two kids here. Uh, uh, the girl who died tragically and Steve, I believe, was the son who played pro hockey. So. That's too bad. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you came through and did a positive thing. <laughs> I did. So what's coming up I on got, the ride? I got to yeah. go back and uh, look at that. It's one of my, uh, you know, it was. Uh, I got to go back and try to read that and see if it was, as, if, if 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 it all was positive or if I sneaked a few. Uh, are you still uh, Are you still insisting that the Wild will be uh, come uh, March are going to be two or three points either <laughs> yes, in or out? Yes. But the Blackhawks basically stink, and uh, shouldn't have lost. But it's a road game, so what the Kane hell? Kane has always scored well against Minnesota for some reason. He gets that empty netter. Should that really be a hat trick when sure. it's an empty netter? Yes, it should. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess goals are so damn hard to score yeah. now that you got to give them credit for now, that. Now, do one. they have a Vegas game? Yeah, yeah tomorrow so I think they're there, Mar. Let's go. Well, you want to go tomorrow? We should. <laughs> you know right. what? This would be a good road trip. You know Vegas what? I bet, Arizona. You, I bet you 3,000 Minnesotans who were in L.A. Yep. will be at the hockey game in Vegas tomorrow night. Ooh. Don't you think? Who Isn't that a hard ago? ticket, though? Vegas? Yeah, but, you, you know, once you've already gone out to L.A. and bought bad football tickets, you just scalp them and get in, right? The game you could get into would be Thursday night at Arizona. Yes, yeah, you, yeah, you, you can do that. that one. The other thing is that, uh, uh, you know, I wonder if it would be smart to buy. You know what a guy should do? You know what we should you do? You asked right? yourself four questions. You know what we should do right now? <laughs> we should buy four season tickets for the Las Vegas football team. And scalp the hell we'd make out of them. For every, you'd make a fortune. Scalp the hell out of them for every game, right? That's oh, how I paid. Never work. go to a game. No, that'd think, be fantastic. Yes, it would. That's a piping yeah. hot stock. Tip. Yeah, you spend five hundred a ticket and you sell it to Packer fans for twenty five hundred. That's how right. I could afford my season tickets here. I never went to the Packer game. And I would sell because they were front row seats on the, about the 25. Yeah. And they were desirable. So it paid for, we maybe went to two games a year, but we sold the rest of them and that paid for everything. Uh, Wong, uh, Greg Wong had season tickets from Met Stadium that were really good. Yep. And he kept them. And when the, in the golden years there after Randy oh, Moss yeah. and those things, he, he didn't go to a game for like 25 years. He'd sell it to this conglomerate of guys. And they finally bailed out on it. He'd make a little money, you know. And this uh, this conglomerate of guys, they finally bailed out when they went into this place because they made it so expensive. Well, here's what I propose. Uh, I'm a little tight on money, but let's go ahead with buying those four. <laughs> so you guys, if you want to just you know, yeah, spot right. me a little we'll bit. Now. Yeah. I'll do the logistics. We'll let you move them. <laughs> yeah. Are we'll they for sale yet? Let me I look. would imagine they're probably we got to do this. This is a brilliant <laughs> idea. But I suppose that's why businesses like Ticket King are in business. Yeah, right. To we'd do be, the we'd same be competing thing. against yeah, right. that. Are you I saying never we're, thought a, of that. we're yeah. a little late to the game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that idea is dumb. Yeah, yeah. I'm, taking that. I'm taking it off the docket. We can call up Mike at Ticket King and see if he, uh, oh, yeah. if he knows if there's any way we can make money. How long the, before Vegas gets NBA and Major League Baseball? I don't think they'll ever get baseball, but they might get NBA. They, it's funny that the town is made for the NBA, but they're. Yeah. It's it's amazing how everybody loves to give Batman crap 
but he beat the beat everybody to Vegas, and now he's going to beat them back to Seattle, mm-hmm. which is going to be a, with the Liwicky boys out there running that yep. place. It's going to be a gold mine. Yep. Seattle when does that hockey. start next season? Two years, I think. Two years. And does Vegas still do the big theater before oh, the God, game? Yeah, yeah. They, I haven't seen a televised game from Vegas. Basically, yet. basically human sacrifice. Right. They have knights human in armor sacrifice. and spears and all kinds of stuff. Uh, somebody had texted me and they wanted to buy that uh, that book uh, about the guys who went searching for the monkey, the tomb of the monkey god in Honduras jungle. That this this ancient thing that was yeah. put up a thousand years ago. And I'd read the book, and uh, it's it's a fantastic book on this. The Lost City of the Monkey God. Lost City of the Monkey God. It's great. I recommend it highly. But they got in there, and they had these fleur-de-something snakes. Fleur-de-lay? Kind of a, I don't know if it's a delay, but a fleur-de-something. But the snake, they can kill you from two feet away. Yeah. Or two meters, they said, six feet away. A very fast serpent. And, uh, and... All over, and then just this brush, and it hadn't been in there for years. But they found evidence, and then from the old tales, they found evidence of something they called the ball game they would have between tribes. Mm-hmm. And they'd have a they'd stone court, and they had a hoop. Really? They were way up high, and they'd play until uh, somebody put one through the hoop. So it was like, now somebody could have spoiled the festivities by coming out and making one right off (laughs) the bat. Right. But uh, they'd play like somebody would finally score. But the losers had to provide the trophy, human sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I tweeted that out, and uh, Rami, our next door, he says, that could really punch up baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Man, for, you know, the World Series. Oh, the losing pitcher. What, what is being looked for in this book? Ah, uh, some old tomb of a. Uh, they're basically looking for the ancient civilization. Is it, did they find the tomb of the monkey? Yeah, they found a lot of. Uh, they found a lot of stuff, and yeah. uh, it's is they, this they in all Mexico. Came, is it Mexico? No, Honduras. Honduras. But they all came home with some. Disease, and yeah. I, I think the, I don't know what happened to the main character, but I don't think he's very healthy. Like the Indiana <laughs> Jones kind of thing, yeah, huh? Yeah, but not as, not as, I don't think they escaped all the consequences like Indiana Jones did. I'm going to take issue with you on the new Lee Child book. Initially, I said, yeah, the, the, the formula's getting thin. But you I'm liking like, this. Did you really? I'm liking oh, it. I hated it. Yeah. I did not like He's it. He's got himself in the middle of a war between the Ukrainians and the Albanians. Yeah, but it just, it just, he repeats itself. I know. I mean, I'm going here and I'm going there and let's get in the car and now we're going here and now we're going there. I, yeah. I didn't like it. All right. All right. Now, I put that on uh, Twitter that I didn't like it and I had most people agree with me, but some people did, did not. So, Pat, um, the uh, the members of the expedition who contracted severe cases of leash Maniasis, yes, that's a right. disease caused by parasites that are transmitted by the bite of sand flies. Oh, yes, Joe, when are we right. going there? I'm not yeah, going right. there. <laughs> You're an expert on fire ants. I got same thing as sand flies. I got. I think sand flies are the invisible ones, right? They're like the no, no CMs. Yeah, yeah, no, no CMs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I had to go to the hospital. I had so many. <laughs> what did you do? You stepped on an anthill? Kind of well, stepped on a hill. Kick it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're in Florida, you gotta <laughs> you gotta watch yourself. Me. Holy mackerel! Oh, Pat, you man. talked about tomorrow night going to the uh, the game. I'm not going to be yeah. able to go to the game because I'm going to be at Jack's Cafe. Whoa! I was there Saturday watching the Johnny game. What yeah, game tomorrow up. night? What's that? What game tomorrow night? Vegas. Oh, oh, that. Yeah, but I but I can't make it because we've got the uh, the credit union board meeting there. So we've booked our board meeting party there, and you can do the exact same thing whether you have a group of 5, 10, or 300. You on the board of a credit union is like John Dillinger on the board of a bank. <laughs> you know what? And we just passed our audit, so we're Jeez. all set. We're all set. They don't let me close to any paperwork. I sit. It's like when I walk into a China store. Yeah. Put your hands in your pocket. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. But X Cafe is very accommodating. They've got three generations. Billy does a great job of, of course, being involved in the um, uh, in the locals. If you, uh, what did you have a watch party over there? Johnny's they had the Johnny's there, Johnny's uh, watch, watch party. party yeah. Didn't uh, Kozlak go to St. John's? Yes, yes, yeah. he did, and he brags about it all the time. Toughest six years of his life. But <laughs> um, yeah. bump, bump. Uh, but Billy is very smart as far as the restaurant is concerned. He's put together a GL rookie date night VIP menu uh, per couple. $99, less than $100. It's a four-course meal. You get a bottle of wine included. And the looks at the patio are free, and it is in wonderful, wonderful shape They got for the a holidays. sleigh, man. They got a heck of a sleigh in the back uh the patio there. Well, if it gets the Roycey endorsement, uh, it gets Santa the... in it? Yep. Oh, yeah, they got some red. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I'll give you a full report tomorrow night after I stick it to the credit union and order off the uh, the finest meat. Is that where you're having the, the dinner? The credit yes. union dinner? Yeah. It's Is that our, Jack's? Yes, exactly. Oh, of course. Hell. Well, you've got to patronize our advertisers <laughs> for Monday deal. Night Sports mm-hmm. Talk. If you would like to make a reservation for your family or for your workplace, 612-789-7297. Jack's Cafe online at jaxcafe.com. <laughs> University Avenue Northeast, 1928. JacksCafe.com. You can go in there like uh, the aptly named Ed Martini did uh, back at the uh, Vikings attorney. Yeah. Ralph Reeve always told this story. And then Finks would throw a, a, a dinner for all the writers and all the Viking-type hangers on on the night before the game on the road. Yeah. Yeah. They were in Atlanta, and, and Ed got a little overserved, and yeah. Ed basically had his... Head, head down on a plate, and, and they were coming around and asking what they wanted. And Ed looked up and said, Meat! Here's this week's non original story from Roycey. Yeah. Believe me, you heard that one before. And that's how Ralphie became known to all meat. out there at the Viking, Vikings as meat. What's Everybody up, meat? How are you doing? Meat. What's up, Well, meat? I am. I did pull up the menu, and the menu, the steak and chops are just unbelievable. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm foaming at the mouth already mm-hmm. here. Uh, JacksCafe.com. Well, I have been there. I was there for Mackey's little uh, bachelor's party. Yep. Then we were there for Thanksgiving. Then I was there for the St. John's uh, thing. And then I was there another. I've been there like four times the last month. Well, you keep going and it gets better every time, right? It's outstanding. All right, let's wrap up this Monday Night Sports Talk podcast. You heard uh, the old school Patrick Royce sitting in the hospital. What will we find next week? You'll just have to tune in and try Christmas. Out. This will be our Christmas. Maybe we'll sing. What do you think? Dueling Carols. Yeah. Dueling yeah. Carols next yes, week. Tune right. in for it. You don't want to miss carols. that. Yes. Dueling Carols. GarageLogic.com <laughs> is where you find the podcast and so much more. We'll catch you next time, Ross.